pipes and in this life, but son, we don't see shade. She got my eye, might make my wife. I know she wanna be saved. We spend a time, you have a good night. Welcome back, everyone, to This Week in the NFL, Week 2 Edition. I am John Dadera. I am joined with Carlin Jacob today. And Carlin, last episode, you were not on there with me. Care to tell everybody why? Yeah, so I was at that Steeler game. Um, It was a great game, great atmosphere. Um. And I did not think that team was going to be able to pull it out. Uh, mainly a lot of defense for both sides of the ball uh, with both teams. If you want to hear my full thoughts and go in depth, I'll go check TikTok. Uh, the video should be posted around the same exact time around this, maybe a little bit earlier. But yeah, to hear my full thoughts on Steelers versus Browns, head over to TikTok. And yeah. Inside the uh, dome. <laughs> Probably should have said it at the bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... Like Carlin said, we're not going to talk Steelers, Browns in this episode. We're also not going to talk about the Dolphins and Patriots because we did a whole episode on that. So we will be talking about every other game that happened in week two. And at the very end of the episode, we will give our predictions for week three. So we'll start it real quick. Um, How did you do this week, predictions wise? Oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> this is funny to me because my sister, a shout out to her, she's learned how the over under works for games in whose favor. Because I don't know why I think I started doing it around the playoffs last year, saying going around is like over, under, over. So now when the NFL started, she goes, What's over under for this game? I go and I told her, and then every single game, you gotta pick the over, you gotta pick the under, you know? And she's like, I'm going to do my predictions. My sister went 10 and 4 this week. Is that right? She wow. went 10 and 4. That's what you told me before we recorded. Well, no, she had to go maybe 12 and 4 because there's 16 games, right? Or, yeah. I think you told me she only missed four g- games. Yeah, so like she, she, went, tw- four games she went 12 and 4. And yeah. she, like, picked random teams, too. She didn't pick, um, What's it called? Yeah, she didn't pick like any safe game. She like picked the Titans over the Chargers. And that happened. What about you though? How would you do? Oh boy. Um don't hide, don't hide from it. Okay. Uh I'll tell you, you want to say your prediction real quick? Of how many uh, got, right. I only missed five, so I went eleven and five this week. That makes my total record nineteen and thirteen. For the season so far. Last week I went eight and eight. So this week I did better. But I'll tell the picks that I got wrong as we go through the episode. Just to keep you on suspense. Carlin, stop hiding. How'd you I went, do? Uh ten and six. Ten and six? That's not bad. No, it's not. Um I thought it was a lot worse. Uh but yeah, ten and six, not too too shabby. Not too shabby. What happened? But I think we should talk about the whole week in the NFL. But before we're going to do this, I want to do a quick shout out over to our TikTok and our X. Normally do this at the end of the episode. But today, I can finally say 
for the first time since July of saying this. We have finally <laughs> posted TikTok clips of the podcast. A little yes. round of applause. Yeah, a little round of applause. Hey. And as well, John has been tweeting during games now. So if you go over okay. to our X, you will be able to see our first live reactions, our minute thoughts right after plays happen, after we see them. So make sure you're following us on game days and throughout the season to see what happens right away. Because yeah. uh, we've been doing it. Yeah, to, to comment on that. Yeah, during the whole Steelers versus Browns game, I was just tweeting or Xing or whatever my thoughts. Uh that's it, it's dumb. But yeah, I was uh tweeting all my thoughts throughout highlights, uh stuff like that. One of the the tweets actually got like three K impressions. Really? Yeah, it was about I when I was that. I said something like the Browns just scored, but like the focus is on Nick Chubb right now, like prayers out to him. Or like three K yeah. impressions. Yeah, so. that's yeah, prayers out to Nick Chubb. That was a horrible injury. Um, they showed yeah. out the screen on the game, and yeah. I don't think they I heard on the sh- Yeah, I don't think they knew what they were showing. Yeah, we heard um, your reaction on TV because not he didn't, they should. He didn't show it on TV. No, they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad all of America did not see that like replay. Yeah. I'm sure Once many Americans backed it up <laughs> to watch it, but um, yeah. Well, Once. Once I went on Twitter, one of the first things was a video of the replay. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I know. But prayers out to Nick Chubb. Uh, speedy recovery and hope everything goes well. And that goes to any NFL player that was hurt this week. And last thing yeah. I do want to say, even though we are finally on TikTok, we do have more things on the work. John and I were just talking about it. So make sure you are following us on all our social medias. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitter slash X. TikTok. Um, Facebook, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we got stuff coming soon. So stay tuned for announcements. Stay tuned to see what happens. But anyways, I think that's enough promoting. Let's talk about what happened this week in the NFL Week 2 edition. Let's start things off. Vikings 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 versus Eagles. Eagles got the victory 34-28. to A lot of people were saying that this game was going to be like last year's game um, where the Eagles would dominate the Vikings. And that almost happened. Um, it looked like on the first quarter for the Vikings, but the Vikings did rally back and almost actually won this game. Uh, Eagles were pretty unstoppable in the run game, but in the throwing game, they weren't that great. AJ Brown only got six points of fantasy. I don't know how many De- Devontae Smith got. Um, Devontae, he had uh, in some mental math. He had like 20-something, oh, that's I would say. But... Um, yeah. Eagles weren't the greatest on the passing game. Uh, Vikings, their offense, poor Alexander Madison. Uh, he had a horrible game. I feel really bad for the game and the backlash he got from the game. I wished upon no one. No one deserves that. Um, and then Justin Jefferson obviously had that, almost had that touchdown and fumbled the ball. Uh, was in, He was reaching for the pylon and got called back, which if he scored that touchdown... This game would have been probably a different story. But Eagles uh, get the victory. DeAndre Swift had 175 yards and one touchdown. Kirk Cousins threw for 364 yards and four touchdowns. He was a fantasy goat this week. Um, But, John, your opinion. The Vikings are obviously um, 
Sorry, I got a text. The Vikings are obviously 0-2. Eagles are 2-0. Are you getting concerned about this Vikings team looking into the future? Uh, a little bit, but I kind of expected this. Um, I had the Vikings, when we did our predictions before the season started, I had them going 7-10 and because I saw the issues with their defense primarily. I know they got Flores as their defensive coordinator, but I saw the issues with their defense on paper. They lost players. So really, I just thought that the offense would be trying their best to win games, and I think they'll win some games. But I don't see this team as a playoff team uh, just because of the defense alone. I think they have one of the best offenses. I mean, Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in in all of football right now. I mean, you look at last year, how he only had one catch against the Eagles. This week, he had 11. So he's just improved in general. Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. But, I mean, the pressure that Kirk Cousins gets in these games is just insane. Like, the amount of throws where there's, like, an Eagles defender in his face, like, coming right at him, the amount of, like, hits he takes. I mean, he was only sacked twice, but that's just due to him being able to get the ball out, at least, and that's not always accurate. But, and plus, uh, I was saying this on uh, the student media thing. Like, if you watched uh, the quarterback show, he got hit over and over and over again. Like, it was just sad to see how much he got hit. But I do like the offense. I think the O-line has to improve on defense. I'll shout out one player for the Vikings, at least. Uh, Daniil Hunter had three sacks. They're one of their few good players on defense, I would say. But the thing with the Eagles, though, I think the story with the Eagles... Um, their defense is slightly regressed too. I think we've covered that. But the thing with the Eagles is their offense is slightly different now because they have a new coordinator. And in my opinion, it looks a bit of a regression when you go from Shane Steichen to Brian Johnson. Uh, Twitter was going crazy about Brian Johnson. He was trending like number two at one point. So that's kind of the story, I think. The Eagles really struggled passing the ball, aside from the two big Devontae Smith deep balls. Aside from that, they really struggled passing the ball. They didn't. They tried to get Dallas Goddard involved this week. They failed. Uh, they didn't get A.J. Brown involved. That's why he's going to be on the dud list in tomorrow's fantasy episode. Spoiler. But I think the Eagles, they were able to adapt in this game. They were able to just say, okay, we're running the ball well. Let's just keep doing that. So that's why DeAndre Swift had 28 carries for 175 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. And Hertz had two rushing touchdowns, that infamous QB sneak he does. But it was a good win by the Eagles. They adapted. The Vikings, though, like you said, they're 0-2. They played the Chargers next week, who are also 0-2. So we'll give our thoughts on that later. But good win for the Eagles. And they just got to keep finding their groove, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to the Eagles. All right, moving on. Packers versus Falcons. Falcons sneak away with a win in Atlanta, going two and zero, twenty five to twenty four, beating out Green Bay. Uh, Desmond Ritter threw two hundred thirty seven yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Bijan, yes, nineteen carries, one hundred twenty four yards. Drake London had six receptions, sixty seven yards, and a touchdown. This Falcons team. Do you think they have a chance of winning the NFC South? It's it's more going to come down to who how they play against Seattle. You know, 
not Seattle. So sorry, New Orleans. New Orleans was my pick to win the South. I think they were also your pick to win the South. Yeah, I sure. had the Vikings going eight and nine this year. I think they are a nine and eight team, but I also had the Saints going ten and seven. So basically, I know it's like a couple games off, but right around each other. Um, but this team, this team might be able to do it. John, I want to hear your thoughts, and I want to hear what you thought of Jordan Love's second week performance being a Green Bay Packer. Yeah, so I'll start with the Falcons. Uh. I think even just their division in general, I think it's really just the South. It's just up there for any team. I mean, back when we did our predictions, I think the Saints were my favorite to win it. I still agree with that. I'll get to them later. But, I mean, the Falcons, at least on offense now, I know people are mad that they don't pass it enough. And, like, Kyle Pitts continues to be a bust week after week. Not because of his talent, but just because he doesn't get targeted enough. But... Their running attack is one of the best in the league. I mean, Bijan Robinson had 124 rushing yards. I mean, they were able to give Bijan 19 carries and Tyler Algier 16 carries, which is pretty insane. And Bijan was also very used. He's, he's, he's used very much in the passing game. Bijan Robinson is. That's where he really excels too. He had four catches for 48 yards. So the offense I like. Desmond Ritter, really, all Ritter has to do is just be a game manager at this point. He doesn't have to be elite. He could hand off the ball like 40 times, but he just has to do enough, really. Desmond Ritter actually had 10 runs as well and a rushing touchdown too, so shout out to him. Their defense, I mean, they do have some standouts. Uh, They had only one sack, though. That's always been the issue with the Falcons is their pressure. Their D line, they know, they're not known for getting sacks, but they did improve. They have AJ Terrell, one of the best corners in the league. They have they also have Bud Dupree too from the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple of years ago. But this defense did enough. Now talking about the Packers, you asked me about Jordan Love in his second game. Uh, he had three touchdowns again, no interceptions. But the thing with Jordan Love in this game too is that he was missing David Bakhtiari, his starting left tackle. He was missing Christian Watson for the second straight week. And he was missing Aaron Jones, uh, one of the best receiving running backs too. So he was missing some key offensive players. But he still did pretty well, I would say. Uh, Not bad. He's still... He's doing what I'm expecting him to do. He's not doing anything that bad with the talent around him too. The talent around him is nothing elite or anything special but he's doing enough he's not messing up he's not pulling like a justin fields and we're gonna we're gonna get to him later but i like the second performance i really did uh rest of my thoughts on the defense uh shout out to quay walker he had 17 total tackles so shout out to him he's been in it he's a second year linebacker and rasul douglas had a pick but their defense is talent too, but they were just not able to stop their running game, especially with Bijan Robinson. So they'll have to improve. They're in a very winnable division too, and I think the offense should get better as the season goes along. Yeah. Um so we'll see. Moving on. Raiders versus Bills. Raiders came out strong up in Buffalo. Got the first points of the game. And then they only scored a field goal afterwards. Buffalo had a major bounce back week after an embarrassing loss to New York. Josh Allen's worst performance, probably of his career, in my opinion. 
But he came out and uh, slang the ball. Sling the ball. Slung. Yeah. Slung. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, 274 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, James Cook cooked 17 carries for 123 yards. Gabe Davis, six receptions, 92 yards and a touchdown. This Bills team bounced back. Um, now that uh, the Jets are no longer really contention without an Aaron Rodgers quarterback, unless they get a star-studded quarterback, which anything can happen. Um, they have a really good chance to bounce back and win this division. You got to go up against Miami, which if you didn't hear our thoughts about the Miami Patriots game, make sure you go listen to that. That was not the last episode, the past following episode before that. Uh, Jordan ran it, and it's one of the TikTok <laughs> clips, and I think I was dying editing it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, Bills looked phenomenal. Raiders, um, I have no idea what happened to y'all. Uh, Devontae Adams got a concussion. Um, Josh Jacobs had negative one yard. I don't know how Derek Carr did. Um, yeah, this Raiders team. I mean, they won one game. Jimmy G. (laughs) Um, they're one on one. Uh, they played the Denver Broncos, which we'll get to that game because that game was very interesting. That's my one time I'm saying it this podcast. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt, dude. I swear. I'm going to like put very interesting on the t-shirt. And then just wear it all the time. Um, but yeah, Raiders, y'all came out swinging strong and you didn't finish the job. Uh, Bills, congratulations on an easy win. Uh, on to next week. Shout out to the Bills. Yeah, John, what are your thoughts about this game? Uh, real quick, too. I forgot to mention it with the Falcons-Packers game. I was going to mention it when I was wrong about picks. Uh, I picked the Packers to win this game, so I was wrong. Yeah, so that was one of my yeah, that was one of my misses. This game though, I picked the Bills, and happily I did. Uh, two shout outs, real quick. Uh, one shout out to James Cook. Uh, he is my fantasy RB two in one of my leagues. Uh, he had nineteen point nine points. He is essentially their lead. I said James Cook, right? Yeah, James Cook. Yes. Uh, yeah, he had 123 rushing yards on 17 carries, as well as four catches for 36 receiving yards. So he's going to be a big piece in the Bills' offense. And another shout-out to Josh Jacobs and my on my other team for absolutely just crapping the bed with negative two rushing yards. So thank you, Josh Jacobs. But anyway... Uh, the Bills are back on track, I would say. This is a win that they really needed, in my opinion. Uh, Josh Allen looked a lot better, threw very accurately, uh, three touchdown passes. They got the running game going. And this is the one thing I said with the Bills a while back. You can't have Josh Allen as your leading rusher in games. It's not going to work. You have to be able to utilize your running backs. And they did that this game. J- uh James Cook had 17 carries. Damian Harris had seven. Latavius Murray had six. Josh Allen only had three runs. That is an ideal scenario for Buffalo. They have to learn how to actually use their running backs. And they did that this game, and they won. They were able to run the ball successfully, and then they were able to to get work out of the receiving game. Gabe Davis had 92 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. And some other receivers... uh, Khalil Shakir had a he's a second year wide receiver. He had a receiving touchdown too. And they got rookie Don Kincaid, the tight end involved. But 
this just looked like a great win for the Buffalo offense, I would say, too. And the defense did its job as well. Uh, Matt Milano had a beautiful pick uh, on Jimmy G. He completely went over top of Josh Jacobs and intercepted him. And then Terrell Bernard had a pick, too. And Bernard also led the team with tackles, so shout out to him. But in terms of the Raiders... Uh, they should be grateful that they won week one because I don't see this team doing much. they got to figure out the running game. They haven't been able to get Josh Jacobs going yet. Uh, both these first two games, they haven't been able to get Jacobs going. And I think that's why they lost. Um, Devontae Adams, I think, might be in concussion protocol, too. And Jacoby Myers is coming back. So that's a story with the receiving unit. But Jimmy G's got to be better, too. He's got to be able to... Not throw two interceptions a game, and they got to figure out the running game. I would say the Raiders have to figure out the running game sooner than later. Because then again, they play the Steelers next week, and the Steelers have not been good against the run so far. So that might be their chance. Yeah. Um. All right. Ravens and Bengals. I picked Ugh. the Bengals. Who did Same you pick? Here. I picked the Bengals too. Both were wrong. Let's talk Ravens first. Ravens played a great game. Um, Lamar Jackson, 237 yards, two touchdowns. Gus Edwards, right? Uh, 10 carries, 62 yards, one touchdown. Odell got hurt. Zay uh, played pretty good. Andrews played pretty good from what I saw. This was the local market game, so I was able to watch this game. Um, Great job on the Ravens. Uh, corners are looking strong. However, let's talk about these bungles. And I'm calling them the bungles because they are bungling right now. Um, They're not looking good at all. Joe Mixon looked horrible. Joe Burrow could not get the ball out to anyone. Jamar Chase couldn't catch. The only touchdown that they scored was T. Higgins. Um, And they had that punt touchdown, which was their first touchdown of the season was that punt return. Um. Yeah, and I'm, they scored one more touchdown. I don't know who scored that touchdown. Uh, if uh, you want to T. had two touchdowns. Oh, sorry. He had two touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, these Bengals did not look good whatsoever. Uh, they're supposed to be the AFC North champs, in my opinion, and in John's opinion. Right? No, you had the Ravens. Ravens. I, had the, I had a three-way tie between the Ravens, the Bengals, Bengals. and the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's happening this year. But... <laughs> The Bengals can't lose more than two more games. Well, let's think of it this way, though. Last season, this team did go into. They went to Dallas, and they lost in Dallas, and they lost to Pittsburgh in week one. Not a lot of teams make the playoffs and when you start 0-2. I think it's a 5% chance uh, teams make it. This team went to the AFC Championship last year. They absolutely destroyed Buffalo. Um, they played their hearts out in Kansas City. So. Oh, and they almost lost to the Ravens in the wild card, but they won. So, is it time to worry about the Bengals? No. I'm not worrying. If they play like this next week against, I hit my microphone, I am It's so uh, It's the Rams, Rams next week. If they play like this against the Rams, I would start to worry. I think they they need to get in the groove. They really need to get in the groove. Joe Burrow needs to wake up. And I same thing with Kenny, Lamar, and Deshaun. The whole AFC North quarterbacks absolutely are atrocious. Lamar had the best game out of all the AFC quarterbacks in the North. 
Um, and I wouldn't even say Lamar played fantastic. He played pretty good, but yeah, compared to last he week, good. um, yeah, all these AFC North quarterbacks need to wake up, exclude ex- exceptionally, uh, Kenny and um, Joe Burrow. Ravens, congratulations. I hope this doesn't last long. But, uh, <laughs> hey, no, they honestly could have won this North, and I can really see it happening. John, what are your thoughts on the Ravens versus Bengals? Honestly, I was so mad about the Steelers' offense until I saw the Bengals' offense. <laughs> I mean, I think both are almost equally as bad right now, but the thing with the Bengals is is that they are way more talented. So it has surprised me that they have stalled these first couple games. I mean, it did look a bit better. I will say I was watching the highlights of this game uh, before we started recording. It did look a bit better at times. Joe Burrow looked a bit better. He threw an interception, though. It was a bad interception in the end zone. So that was a big negative to his game. But he's really, Joe Burrow himself, he has to figure it out because he is the highest paid quarterback on a year-by-year basis, and he cannot be performing like this. I mean, it's unacceptable. Uh, 27 for 41 was his completion percentage in a way. Uh, 222 passing yards, which might be less than Kenny Pickett, I think, or like right around him. But like, I mean, Joe Mixon only had 13 carries. That's not a winning formula, too. Uh, T. Higgins finally got involved from having zero catches last week to eight catches with two touchdowns. So he finally got involved, but Jamar Chase has not gotten involved enough. Only five catches for 31 yards. So. This Bengals offense has to figure it out. They really do. Their defense can't keep them in these games forever. They do have one of the better defenses, but it's still not enough. They had zero sacks this game. They had zero sacks and zero interceptions, this Bengals defense. So both sides of the ball kind of have to figure it out soon, I would say. In terms of the Ravens, Lamar Jackson actually had a very nice game, I would say. He had a very solid game. Nothing like masterful, but solid. Uh, Two passing touchdowns. Uh, he had 12 carries for 54 yards. They were able, the Ravens were able to get a run game going. Between Gus Edwards, Lamar, and Justice Hill, they had 33 total carries. So a lot of rushing attempts by the three of them, making up for the loss of J.K. Dobbins. But the receiving game they got going to, they were able to distribute the ball to Nelson Aguilar, Zay Flowers, and Mark Andrews, uh, OBJ had an injury in that game, so that's something to monitor throughout the game, or throughout the week. But they were able to throw the ball around to different receivers. Uh, Say Flowers almost had another deep ball, but Lamar missed him. But Ravens' defense looked good, too. Like I said, they picked off Burrow. That was Geno Stone who picked off Burrow. And they only had one sack, and that was from Jadavion Clowney, who was recently signed to the Ravens. He had the lone sack for them. So, yeah, Ravens are 2-0. and uh, They have the lead with the AFC North, the very competitive AFC North. So, will the Ravens hold on week three? We will get to that later in the episode, but Ravens are on pace right now. The Bengals have to figure it out. Yeah. So, moving on. Around this time, uh, next game up is Seahawks-Lines, and it went to overtime. And around this time, I jokingly sent it to the remote NFL red zone and I figured I had red zone for the first time ever. So next Sunday will be me watching a bunch of red zone, but I know a lot more about these next couple games, excluding bear fucking ears, but we'll get to that. 
and Chiefs Jaguars. Um, mainly the four o'clock games, but they went into overtime. Seattle versus the Lions. Uh, Lions had a, a very strong on start until Seahawks decided to start scoring. And then Seattle got the ball in overtime, marched down the field and scored. Geno Smith, 328 yards, two touchdowns. David Montgomery, 16 carries, 67 yards, one touchdown. And then Amar St. Brown, six receptions, 102 yards. Seattle bounced back after playing the Los Angeles, which I think you and I both underestimated how good Los Angeles would be this year. They don't even have Cooper Cup yet. Uh. That rookie's bouncing off down in Los Angeles down there. Uh, we'll get to him. We will get to him. Um, but, yeah, Seattle pulls out the narrow victory. Uh, I'm pretty sure – who scored that final touchdown? Was it Lockett? Yeah, it was Tyler Lockett. And it was who a reach. Yeah, there was, was a, a little bit of controversy with that final play too. Okay, but uh, all right, all right. when isn't there controversy <laughs> on the final play? Because I saw – I saw explain well, it? They were saying that the Steelers Brown, there's controversy on the final play. That but, one, honestly, that one wasn't as bad. Though, but think about it this way. Whether there's controversy or not, and I will always say this, and I've said it so many times on this podcast, and to John, and to Dan, and to Jordan. You got yourself in that position somehow. Lions were <laughs> Lions fumbled that game somehow. You know, it's not like your fault that oh, that penalty, like, they missed the penalty. Like, no, it is their fault. But you got yourself into overtime. What could you have done not to go into overtime? Did you not get them on a crucial fourth down or third down, you know? You can't blame it on a controversial play. But I do want to hear about this controversial play, though. <laughs> so, it was, they were in the, like, the five-yard line or so. It was, like, the first down. Uh, Geno Smith is running to the outside. And it looked like Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher for Detroit, got held by the right tackle. So he was unable to get to Geno Smith. So Lions fans were mad about that. And Geno was able to throw it to Tyler Lockett there for the touchdown. So that's the controversy with the final play of the game. And it was the final play of the game, too, because it was in overtime. So that was the controversy, I would say. But... Uh, like you said, Carlin, uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks had a rebound game, I would say. He was able to throw to guys like DK, Tyler Lockett, who Lockett had two touchdowns. Still waiting for them to get Smith and the Jigba involved a bit. He had a kind of quiet game. Uh, nothing too bad. But essentially, this game was going to be a shootout, I would say. This game was going to be a shootout. It was last year. I picked all the lines to win, though. I don't know why I did, because... Before the season started, I probably picked the Seahawks to win this game, but I was really impressed with the Lions, so I thought they'd win. But the story with the Lions, there's multiple injury stories. First off, C.J. Gardner-Johnson might be out for the season with a torn pec. Uh, they're starting safety. That's a big loss for the Lions, so that's going to hurt their secondary, which we have thought that it would be new and improved. So that's a big loss. Uh, David Montgomery left the game early with a leg injury, and he's questionable for next week. He might not play next week. So Jameer Gibbs might get more of a workload. But And Amundra St. Brown left the game at points because of cramps. So right now he's listed as questionable um, on the day of recording this. So some injury news there, but 
Also, Jared Goff was so close to having the longest streak without throwing an interception in terms of pass attempts. He almost had the longest streak in NFL history, and he threw a pick in this game. Not just a pick, a pick six. And that really hurt the Lions. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jared Goff has improved, but that pick did happen. He threw for three touchdowns. But the Seahawks got a big win that they needed. The Lions kind of fell back down to earth a little bit after the win against Kansas City. So both teams are probably going to be hovering around 500. Both teams got some good matchups coming up. So, yeah, it was a fun game, though. Very fun game if you were able to watch it. Yeah, I also picked the Lions. I don't know if I stated that. But, um, yeah, shout out to Seattle. Good bounce back after last week, and we'll see what happens. Um, Not talking about a bounce back week. Chargers, <laughs> after keeping up with Miami and almost winning against Miami, played the Titans in Nashville and lost in overtime 27-24. to Justin Herbert, 305, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry finally actually was fed the ball. Um, More 25 carries, 80 yards, one touchdown. Keenan Allen popped off, eight receptions, 111 yards, two touchdowns. He was amazing in fantasy this week. Chargers, 0-2. That is not good. Titans somehow managed to go 1-1 with Ryan Tannehill. Shout out to those Titans. Uh, folks, overtime field goal and rain helps Titans to snap eight game skid with 27-24 wins over Chargers. So the Titans were actually able to win a game this year. So shout out to those Titans. Chargers made the playoffs last year. And now you're own two. Like we said, only 5% of teams make it. You're in a division with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I have no idea what to do with this Chargers team, honestly. I feel like after week two, like week one and week two, you can overreact, right? Like we could say the Steelers are the best team in the AFC. And you and I both know that's bull crap. <laughs> Is it time to worry about the Chargers? If they lose next week, which they could, they play Minnesota. Then I would start to worry about these Chargers. Something's going on. I think Brandon Stanley should be fired. Um, We've had this discussion before, but starting 0-2, and the way he's played, like the Miami game makes sense, but they should have outpointed these Titans, and they didn't. So, John, I want to hear your thoughts on this Chargers versus Titans. Yeah, I was never fully on the fire Brandon Staley train. By the way, he's the head coach for the Chargers. Uh, it's third or fourth year, I believe. But after these first two games, I would not be against that. Because first off, Staley is their defensive mastermind of the team. I think he calls the defense for them. Uh, he came from the Rams, who he was their defensive coordinator. But this defense is so talented on paper. Like I said, on paper, they are so talented with guys like Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Like, just imagine having Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Now, Joey Bosa had two sacks this game. And on, in total, they had five sacks. So they did do good in that aspect. But J.C. Jackson, too, I mean, they got a great defense on paper. And how is it just this bad? Like, you gave up 27 to the Titans. Yeah, the Titans played terrible last week. You, they literally, Ryan Tannehill, who played terrible last week, had three interceptions, and you let him have a clean and accurate game. 
How does that happen? I mean, they did limit Derrick Henry. I will say that. That was the one good thing they did was limit Derrick Henry. He only averaged 3.2 per carry, but he did have a rushing touchdown. But they limited Derrick Henry, but they couldn't stop the passing game. Uh, Traylon Burks had a 70-yard catch. So they gave up that. But Ryan Tannehill played clean. But if you're the Chargers, I would not be against firing him. I don't know when that would be in the season. Obviously, that would... I mean, sometimes firing coaches midway through the season hurts. But you look at the Raiders uh, a couple of years ago when they fired John Gruden. And then uh, Rick Bacasio, who was the special teams coordinator, came in. And the Raiders made the playoffs. So... Who knows? I mean, I don't know if they will fire Staley or not, but he's on the hot seat. I will say that. He is now on the hot seat, in my opinion. Herbert didn't have a bad game either. Uh, 27 for 41, 305 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. I will say this, though, with the Chargers offense, they were missing Austin Eckler this game, who adds another element to that offense. So they were missing him. Keenan Allen, like you said, popped off. Eight catches, 111 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, but Titans, uh, they did what they had to do. They rebounded. They will be competing with Jacksonville to win the division. They will be competing with Jacksonville. I don't know if they are as good as Jacksonville, but they will compete with them. So Titans with a good rebound win. I would definitely say that. They had three title sacks from their defense. I've always liked the Titans' defense. I will say that. So good rebound win for the Titans, but the Chargers have to figure it out soon. If they go 0-3, I would be hitting the panic button if I were the Chargers. Yeah. So, if Kirk Cousins didn't have many of his yards, as he did, okay, I would say the NFC Player of the Week would be Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield threw 317 yards for one touchdown. He didn't score many touchdowns. Only one, but the Buccaneers beat the Bears. Granted, it's the Bears, uh, 27-17 in uh, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans, six receptions, 171 yards. He popped off with one touchdown. Rashawn White, 17 carries, 73 yards, one touchdown. This Buccaneers team could win the NFC South. Any Honestly, any NFC South team besides... The Panthers, because the Panthers weren't that good. I, can't, I was trying, you know, going through my head with division, like who's in their division. Could win this division. Baker Mayfield could go back to the playoffs. Imagine Baker Mayfield goes back to the playoffs. I'm I'm all for it. I love Baker Mayfield, like his energy and stuff. He might not be, a, like, the greatest of all time player, but he's balling down in Tampa. Last time Tampa went 2-0 was with Tom Brady. The time before that was Fitzpatrick. I remember that, because it was like the Fitz Magic. Do you remember all that? And then we oh, played them on, like... We played them on Monday Night Football and exposed them. Yeah. But, yeah, Tampa, major win over the Bears. Um, The Bears, y'all were supposed to be great this year. Or, not great. You were supposed to be decent. And you're going 0-2 right now. Let's not hit the panic button. Granted, you got to play Kansas City in Arrowhead. (laughs) No, imagine the Bears win. It's one of those games that the Bears could win because remember, Kansas City lost to Indy last year. Yeah, but that was also in Indy too. It is, but anything can happen any given Sunday, buddy. But 
Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields, he's not looking good. He's not oh, looking gonna good. I'm going to get into him. I'm about to rip him a bit. You know, I think you, might, you and I are probably going to rip the same play. So if you want to, we can talk about this. There's the one play going around on the internet. And it's him in the pocket, liners in front of him, and there's a wide open wide receiver. Yeah. And instead That's of throwing it to him, he runs it up and gets sacked. It's the dude's third year being the quarterback, right? It's his third year. Yeah. That's a veteran scan of the field to look. You could give him that his offensive line didn't give him enough time. But in the picture, it looks like he's looking directly oh. at him. He why had would time. You, why he had did a lot you, of time at some point. And he's a scrambler. So why did you run up the middle when you could have thrown? I There are offensive coordinator no one likes. I uh, think him and Matt Canada are the two most hated people in the NFL right now. I'm I wouldn't even put Brandon, on this team. I wouldn't even put Brandon uh, Stanley up there right now with that conversation. Yes, he's in the hot seat after two weeks, which is a little big to overreact. They go on three. It's going to be talked about a lot. But, yeah, this Bears team, you're not looking good at all. Granted, you fall to a, a divisional opponent, and now to Tampa, which Tampa could have been an easy win for y'all. John, I want to hear your thoughts. I picked the Bears, by the way, and it's the last time yeah. I'll probably pick them. I was just about to ask who to pick. Uh, I picked the Buccaneers, and good thing I did. Um, I'm going to talk very briefly about the Bucks because I want to get into the Bears. Uh, Baker had a great game. He is having a comeback season right now. Will that last, though? I don't know. Shaw White's on my fantasy team. They're running back, so I appreciate him. And Mike Evans, he might hit 1,000 receiving yards again. He, every single season Mike Evans has played, he has had 1,000 receiving yards. So I think that streak will continue. But I like the I like the Bucks, and I think they will compete for that division with the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. But the Bears, Justin Fields, um, I'm disappointed. I really am. Uh, he had two picks. The first one, it was on a screen that was intercepted which is not good, in the end zone. That was a pick six. Second one was near the end of the game. Uh, he threw it to Chase Claypool. Uh, the defender made a great move, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. But Justin Fields is having what I call the Russell Wilson problem of last season, where he is not making good decisions. That's what I think Russell Wilson struggled with the most last season, was making good decisions. That's where I don't blame the coordinator, and I blame the quarterback. I blame that with Justin Fields. I think his decision-making has not been good. Uh, like you said, Carlin, that one play, he had the receiver wide open. He, he was just standing there. He had time in the pocket. The O-line was actually doing well. And then he would just get sacked. He would just run out of time. Yeah. Or he and would try I, to make a move. I just want to add something real quick. Yeah, I do think a lot of it's this offensive coordinator, but I do blame someone, Justin Fields, who like that decision-making. But the offensive coordinator keeps calling screen passes. It's like a screen pass, a screen oh. pass, and then a run. It's basically the Matt Canada of the NFC. All right, so, okay, here's their offensive coordinator, by the way. We keep calling him the offensive coordinator. His name is Luke Getze. And Fire he was Trent. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say why I don't like him either. I think he's almost worse than Canada. Um, I saw this on TikTok. There were multiple plays where two receivers would literally do a curl in the same exact area, like there were multiple plays where there would be two receivers in the exact same area. He would throw it in there and it would just be a mess. 
Like there were multiple instances where the receivers were just right next to each other. I mean, some of the route designs were just utterly garbage. You could go on TikTok and find some of them. I recommend you all look them up. But just some of these routes were absolutely god-awful that he was drawing up. I mean, one of the comments said, this is like a high school <laughs> a high school playbook or something like that. So the play calling was not good, but Justin Fields, man, he's got to improve on his decision-making when he has those opportunities. Because he was sacked in this in this game six times. Which is not good, but some of them wasn't even on the O-line's fault. He would just be sitting there, and then it'd be like a three-man rush, four-man rush. He'd just be standing there for like three seconds, and then get sacked. So it's like, throw the ball. Like, run outside. I don't know. You, He's just got to improve on his decision-making. Because this year for Justin Fields is a make-or-break year. I usually give quarterbacks at least three years now. Let's say they're injured or something. Or they improve enough, maybe they get a fourth year. That's what Daniel Jones got. Then he got his contract for his fifth year. But this is a big year for Fields because if he continues to struggle and he doesn't look like the guy, then Caleb Williams could easily go to the Bears. Easily. They could easily go that route if they wanted to. Trade Fields. Which would just suck for Bears fans because they just got to go through the rotation again. But... Yeah, at least they got DJ Moore involved a bit more. I will say that, but compared to last week. But Justin Fields has to improve, and they got to fire the offensive coordinator if they want to succeed. Yeah. So, the Sunday games. The only game I would consider absolute mid is Chiefs-Jaguars. I think you and I thought that this was going to be possibly the game of the week. Like the most yeah. like touchdown after touchdown. Instead, Travis Kelsey was the only touchdown besides uh who's I'll score a touchdown. Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Um and I love the commentator. The commentary goes, Travis Kelsey finds a blank space in the end zone. Because <laughs> of all the rumors. And I, yeah, I yeah. we're we, not we, yeah, we, yeah, we know, we know. I just think it's funny that every like all these guys are doing this. And they probably think it's the funniest thing in the world because it's like a dad joke. But anyways, moving on. Let's go back to football. Yeah, Kansas City had a bounce back week, but not a major bounce back week. Only 17 points scored. Couldn't get anything done in the first half. Uh, 17-9 against Jacksonville. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, 11 receptions, 110 yards. Isaac Pajengel, 12 carries, 70 yards. Mahomes, 305 yards, two touchdowns, one interceptions. The Chiefs don't look that good but here's the thing with the chiefs they do this every year they normally go like two and one everyone gets concerned or they go one and two and then they go to the super bowl and they win it i'm not i think that's what's gonna happen this year they're gonna bounce back make the playoffs and then everyone's gonna be we worried for nothing um obviously you have an easy week next week hopefully but the jacks couldn't get anything done they should have they had a great week last week um the defense not as good but they scored a bunch of touchdowns, and Trevor Lawrence just played absolutely horrible. Um, Chiefs snuck out the win. I picked Jacksonville to pick a win this game, uh, but I, I knew Kelsey was returning and Chris Jones. Chris Jones owned that offense uh, for the Jags. But, uh, John, your thoughts, Chiefs-Jags? I will say this. I was technically allowed to change my pick because I had Jacksonville, but I said in last episode, if... 
Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones play, I'm changing my pick to the Chiefs. So I was allowed to change there, and I ended up picking the Chiefs. But I'm going to keep this short because, like Harlan said, this game really wasn't that interesting. And I don't think it's going to mean much in the long run. I still view the teams the same way, though. I do think Jacksonville just kind of showed that they're not going to be as dominant this season. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, though, there were three passes he made that could have been touchdowns. Uh, Zay Jones caught two balls in the end zone, but he couldn't get both feet in both times. And same thing with Calvin Ridley on another throw. Uh, He couldn't get both feet in. So there were three touchdowns there that were taken away for Trevor Lawrence. But he's also sacked four times. But that was kind of the thing that I had with Trevor Lawrence last year was that he was kind of inconsistent. So we're seeing a little bit of that. And next week he plays the Texans, who he has struggled against. But they got Christian Kirk involved in this game. But they couldn't get Ridley going. And their defense did well, though, against... uh, Kansas City. So shout out to them and Andre Sisco had a pick. Uh, the Chiefs, like I said, my view doesn't change too much with them, but they did get Kelsey and Jones back who both had an impact, but the Chiefs are still looking for their top wide receiver. This week, Sky Moore had the best week with 70 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown, but they're still trying to look for their number one wide receiver. I don't even know if they will have a number one wide receiver aside from Kelsey. Because they like to also just rotate receivers and like they'll rotate like six receivers in throughout the game. Uh, also, Kadarius Tony had a rebound game too. Shout out to him. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad week for the Chiefs. They're going to have to improve still. I don't see them as a Super Bowl contender just yet. But then again, a lot of the top teams have struggled anyway. So yeah, good win for both teams or good win for the Chiefs. Jacksonville, I think they'll be able to rebound though. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about our final game before we take our little break. Colts, Texans, uh, 31 to 20 uh, Colts. I'm pretty sure I picked the Colts to win this game. CJ Stroud, monster game, 384 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Is that Zach Moss? Zach Moss, yeah. Yeah, Zach Moss, 18 carries, 88 yards, one TD. Collins, uh, (laughs) seven receptions, 146 yards, one touchdown. Colts looked really great. And you know who even looked way better? Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson had a great game. And then he got a concussion. <laughs> it was great for a half. It was his second, it's his second concussion in the season, right? I don't think the first time he got injured was a concussion. I think that was a shoulder injury. Second time he's hurt this season already. It's not yeah. looking good for the dude. Um, but... Colts uh, edge out the win in, down in uh, Houston. Uh, C.J. Stroud, great performance by him. Um, and Anthony Richardson is that offense. He scored twice before he left. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, both teams are going to try to get a better draft pick this year. Uh, not as low this year. We'll see. Um, they're going to learn more and more. Neither of them are going to make the playoffs. There's not really too much to talk about this game. But yeah. Texans need to at least win a couple games to prove CJ Stroud's the guy. Um, because it's not good when a rookie quarterback goes 0 17. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna keep my talk my talk on this brief. I'm only gonna highlight the quarterbacks for this because that's kind of the focus on this game. Because these are two teams that I don't think are gonna do much this season. It's more about just building up your rookie quarterbacks who both of them are actually starting off their seasons very well. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I'll start with first. 
I don't think this injury that he got wasn't as bad as the last week one, just in terms of like it being on him because he was fighting for a touchdown here. Uh, he was in the end zone when he got hit. So, I mean, he did what I think most quarterbacks would do there. The last week, though, he's got to learn how to slide, and I would say that. But uh, Gardner Minshew actually didn't do bad in relief, too. But Richardson is looking promising. People are comparing him to Cam Newton here. He had two rushing touchdowns this game. So he's going to be very fun. I think I highlight him in the fantasy episode. I think I highlight Zach Moss, the running back, in uh, the fantasy episode coming out tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I still wonder what this offense would look like with Jonathan Taylor. I think it, it would be very fun, but not bad by Richardson. Hopefully he can play next week. But C.J. Shroud, I didn't talk much about him last week, but this week he did very well. He went 30 for 47, 384 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. But he was sacked six times, though, so that hurt him. But he's got a decent receiving group. Nico Collins had a great game. Robert Woods and Tank Dell, the rookie, uh, they got very involved. So, I I like Stroud so far. I really do. He's been kind of very underrated, I would say, this season. But I've liked his development. I hope he keeps developing as these games go on. I think he's a pretty decent thrower. You can see how much he can throw, but uh, you obviously don't want him throwing 47 times every game. But they got to improve the running game, the Texans. I mean, Damian Pierce should not have 15 carries for 31 rushing yards. Uh, that's kind of unacceptable. Uh, he'll be on my bust list again, I would say. Offensive, uh, you got something? Yeah, uh, rookie offensive player of the year between Stroud and uh, Richardson or any other rookie. Who would you say would win it right now? Going in a week three, right now, I think Stroud probably won't. I don't think he's as hot right now. But if Richardson could stay healthy, he's up there, or Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I would say, but. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's going to do it for the first half. Stay tuned for the second half of the episode. We're going to take a break, quick break. There might be someone else in the second half, so stay tuned. But we will be right back on Inside the Dome. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Oh my, uh, the reason why I just laughed there is because we are now being joined by another fellow OG. I did tease it at the end of, uh, right before the break happened, I teased that we'd be having another member here, and that has happened. Uh, Jordan Schiller is with us now. Let's go! Let's go! Oh my. What a start. Uh, yeah, if this was, if we posted that on TikTok, <laughs> that would be funny. But uh, yeah, okay. So we got five more games to cover. Uh, we will get right into them and then we will do our week three predictions. So the first game that we will talk about is the San Francisco 49ers versus Los Angeles Rams. So, Jordan, you have yet to talk. So. Did you were you able to see some of this game? Nah, fam. I was at work. Oh man. Wait. Uh wait, no, I thought no, I wasn't at work. Um I I think we were just watching the Jets game. Okay. Yeah, we were watching the Jets and Cowboys game and then we turned that off. But um 
No, I really didn't get to see much of it, but I mean, so far, the Rams might not be as bad as we thought. They yeah. might not be that terrible. I mean, they're keeping it consistent. I mean, man. Puka Nakua? <laughs> what a stud. What an absolute stud he is. Uh, oh, yeah. But it ended up the 49ers winning, of course. Uh, but the Rams, I don't think, are a terrible team right now, so, at least so far. Uh, I mean, Stafford did have two interceptions. But, I mean, he was throwing that ball. He had 307 yards. I don't think it was a bad, I don't think it was a terrible game by the Rams. I think they held their own pretty well, especially against that defense. Um, they did pretty well. They just really couldn't stop McCaffrey, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, Rams very surprising. Uh, Carlin, what were your thoughts about this game? I muted my mic, sorry. Um, yeah, with uh the Rams he's back there the fan. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Anyway, Rams, Niners. Uh, the Rams, yeah, like uh, Randall said, a lot more surprising than we all thought. Um, We all thought the Niners had a dominant offense, which they still do. But then again, watching that Steeler game versus the Browns, we can see how bad the Steelers' offense truly is right now. So the Niners' defense was very tested against a very mediocre Rams' offense. Um, Not horrible, but very mediocre. Um, Stafford did throw the two picks. CMC had 20 yards for 116 yards, one touchdown. Spuka Nakua, 15 receptions, 147 yards. He was a stud in fantasy. He didn't even get a touchdown. Um, I picked the Niners to win. Uh, shout Huge shout out to the Rams, though. They're not as bad as we thought. And who knows? They may contend for a wild card this year. We'll see. Yeah. Did you say the Rams offense is mediocre? Mediocre is not having Cooper Cup. The first two weeks, the Rams' offense has been great. I mean, I it has been. I mean, Matt Stafford, I mean, you obviously don't want to see him throw 55 times, but he did throw the two picks, like Jordan said. But, I mean, first off, Kyron Williams, uh, he had two touchdowns this game. He will be mentioned greatly in the fantasy episode dropping tomorrow. But uh, he did it in the on the ground and in the air, too. He is now the starting running back. But... Like Jordan said, uh, Puka Nakua had 15 receptions, his second ever game, 20 targets. He is essentially getting a Cooper Cup workload, but arguably more, too, which is crazy. Uh, 147 receiving yards, so yeah, he's been incredible. Uh, Tutu Atwell has been great as well behind him, but one player I will highlight. I will highlight him in the fantasy episode, but Van Jefferson has fallen off. I don't know if you guys remember him. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's going down. Yeah, because back a while ago, it would be Cooper Cup. Like Donkey Town. <laughs> Garland. Nah, there's Garland. no way he said that, bro. There's no way he said that. <laughs> Dude, no it was so delayed, too, because I was muted. And I was, like, trying to move my mouse over quick enough to actually make some fun. Garland, nah. that was a jakey moment right there. There's no, there's no way I said that. Hey, you have it all recorded too. Oh my god. Uh, there's no way I said that. Oh, uh, it's gonna be so funny to re-listen to. But uh, Van Jefferson. Yeah, Van Jefferson. Uh, <laughs> he's supposed to be wide receiver two on this team, arguably, and he's really fallen off too. Uh, 
Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, they have surpassed him. So, But honestly, the Rams are competing. They dominated Seattle week one, and they kept up with San Francisco. Their defense, I mean, that's probably where they're going to slack because besides uh, Aaron Donald, they don't really have big names, so that's probably where they're going to struggle. But the Niners did well. They did enough, but and they're still one of the best teams in the NFC, but the Rams impressed because the Rams did this against arguably the best defense in the league. So, great effort by the Rams, but 49ers roll on. So, the next episode that, not episode, sorry, Dan just texted me too, so I just got distracted there. Uh, I thought my phone was on Do Not Disturb, so I don't know why I'm getting messages from him. But, anyway, the next thing that we will talk about is the Giants versus Cardinals. A big comeback game, so Carlin, I'd like to hear your thoughts about this game first. Yeah, Giants versus Cardinals. Um, Cardinals have had the first, well, sorry, not the first. They have had the six worst innings in NFL football in their whole season. Did you just say innings? <laughs> brother, brother. The There's amount no of said innings. The There's amount no of moments. There's no oh way said innings. Oh, my God. Quarters. <laughs> they've had. Um, they've <sighs> only, they've scored nothing. Um, Cardinals had him crazy twenty to nothing lead going into halftime, and then the Giants came out swinging. They scored thirty one points. They've only scored thirty one points twice in the past two seasons. Um, overall, this was in two quarters and one half of football, which is nuts. Uh, Josh Dobbs kind of went off for the Cardinals, and then he fell off real quickly. Daniel Jones, 321 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Uh, James Conner, 23 carries, 106 yards, one TD. Uh, Watt, no, sorry, Hyatt, two receptions, 89 yards. The biggest news story, though, is that um, Saquon got hurt, and he's week-to-week right now. Uh, It's not looking great for him. Hopefully he can come back strong very, very soon. But, yeah, the Jallies rallied to win this game, and, man, did they not deserve that because the Cardinals blew an absolute lead? Uh, but yeah, Jordan, what are your thoughts, Giants and Cardinals? The Cardinals suck. <laughs> they are dookie, bro. Like, how how you really pull them shenanigans like that? Letting the Giants come back on you guys? Unbelievable. Um, But Josh Jobs isn't totally awful. I will say that. And James Conner might be coming back as a decent running back. Um, he's been notably um, piss poor, I feel like, these couple past seasons. Um, But, I mean, he could be coming back. But honestly, I feel like the uh, Cardinals front office better be calling Caleb Williams to beg and plead for him to enter the draft class. Because if they don't, it's gonna be a long, it's gonna be a long season for them and the upcoming seasons. I I just I don't see this team going anywhere, even with Kyler Murray coming back. I don't I don't know what he's gonna do. So, so do you think? Because we haven't talked with you about this yet. Uh, do you think, like at the end of this year, do you think the Cardinals should go for Caleb Williams, and or or keep Kyler Murray and trade um, the pick. Well, 
if I uh if the Cardinals do end up getting the first pick, I think there is no going for Caleb Williams because I don't think he went to the draft class. <laughs> if he sees that, um. But honestly, yeah, I would try to get some trade value out of Kyler because, I mean, I have my doubts about Caleb Williams. I always have. But I think he's, like, one of the best QB prospects we've seen in a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Caleb Williams, I hope he goes on a good team. But yeah. um, my thoughts on this game, I mean, the Cardinals are competing a bit, which is kind of surprising. I won't lie. I mean, James Conner had a better game. Uh, Josh Dobbs, until the fourth quarter, he was able to pass the ball a bit. But uh, this is more about the Giants, though, because the Giants were down, like, uh, what was it, like 21-7 to at one point. And they had to come back to win this game. And if you're the Giants, you should have blown out this team, like, 31 to 7, not 31 to 28. So the Giants got to figure their stuff out. Uh, they struggled mightily against the Cowboys. I would not be confident if I'm a Giants fan right now. And next week, we'll get into their next week matchup. But uh, does anybody know off the top of their head who they play next week? Uh, or the, Giants? the Giants. The Giants. Um, oh, where are they um, at? Oh, they um, play Thursday. Yeah, they, they oh play my God. They they play, oh, Lord. Yeah, oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, <laughs> if the Giants get obliterated against the... Uh, the Giants get obliterated against the Niners, I would I would fear for them in terms of them being a playoff team because you would like to see them be competitive against these top teams, and that is something they've not been able to do. So uh, the Giants beat the Cardinals barely. A win is a win. They, they will probably need this win throughout the season. So good thing they got it, but they got to improve, though. Uh, next matchup, speaking of the Cowboys, the Jets and Cowboys. This matchup would have been more interesting if Aaron Rodgers was in the game, but Zach Wilson was the quarterback. So this game was a blowout 30 to nothing. So Jordan, whoa, 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 whoa. they had 10. They had 10. Yeah, yeah, still blow. yeah. no, no, yeah, you said, you said 30 nothing. Yeah, that's not oh, come on. Huh? Oh my god, I'm the Jets had 10. The Jets had 10. Res- okay. Respect the points they got somehow. Okay, um, okay. How did they get those points? All, first of all, first of all, first of all, um, <laughs> I, I don't know what the Jets were, what their game plan was, just deciding to not run Brees Hall. At all, they gave they gave bro four carries, four for nine yards. He didn't get hurt. No. Wow. Who was it? Brees Hall. Brees Hall did not get hurt. Yeah. So what were they doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, you had Zach Wilson running more. (laughs) Like, come on. Um, it just. I don't really know, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad the Jets are doing what they're doing because, I mean, if it's going to be like that, it's going to be a cakewalk for the Patriots next week. <laughs> um, if we somehow lose to the Jets, I don't know. But the Cowboys, they're, they're, they're a good team until they meet the playoffs. So, I mean, good for them. They're going to keep their streak up, and then. Um, I don't really want to talk about much about them 
until we I see him in the playoffs because they're such an unproven team once those lights start shining. But, I mean, they're just solid defense, honestly. So, I'll give my um, condo- uh, no my congratulations to the Cowboys. Good win, good win. But, still, they're going out first round in the playoffs, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah, right, with Bart. this Cowboys team, um, everyone's saying it's a different year for them. And... <laughs> they said that the past five years. <laughs> yeah, they said it the past five years. Let's not overreact. He blew out Daniel Jones and the Giants, and he blew out uh, the Jets. Let's not overreact here, right? You play Washington next week. It should be another easy win for them. But then their schedule is going to start getting a lot more harder. So they're very unproven in the playoffs. They've only won one playoff game since a very, very long time. But since Dak was the quarterback, at least, we know that for a fact. Um, that was against Tampa Bay, a very crappy Tampa Bay team. Um, and you almost beat San Fran, uh, with the rookie quarterback, but y'all decided to give ZQL this ball and be a snapper and absolutely play horrible. But yeah, this Cowboys team is looking good this uh, regular season, but like Jordan said, nothing's going to be proven until you go to the playoffs, then we'll start talking Dallas Cowboys football. Yeah. Um, kind of going off of what Jordan said with Brees Hall, uh, four carries for nine rushing yards. Dalvin Cook, four carries for seven rushing yards. Uh, this team really, if they want to win any games, Zach Wilson will not be carrying this team to victories. They would have to rely on the running game. They had no running game today, so obviously they lost. The only positive moment for the Jets this whole entire game was that one throw to Garrett Wilson where he took it for a touchdown. That was it. That was the only play from the Jets that was good, and they got a field goal at one other point. And and even then, Garrett Wilson only had two receptions. Yeah. Like, what Like what was their game plan going into it? Like, they, were they yeah. just not going to show up? Yeah. He had Garrett Wilson at eight targets, too. So that means Zach Wilson missed him six other times, essentially. <laughs> he was 12 for 27. <laughs> yeah. What? He, Zach Wilson was bad. He was so, just beyond bad. I got a question for you. Obviously, we're having a feeling Zach Wilson's not going to carry this team to a playoff. We know that. You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers for the back of the season, even though he's heading at it. But I feel like the only way this man will play is if they go to the playoffs and he can somehow come back. But with Zach Wilson being a not a great quarterback at all, what do you do? Do you still try to put your faith in him and run the ball and let your defense try to carry you to games? Or do you try to go after a veteran somewhere in the market to at least help you try to win a couple more games? Because obviously Wilson's not playing that good. Um, Honestly, I, I like the veteran route because I see no way of them actually making it to the playoffs with Zach Wilson. Like even if, if even if they have a prominent run game, it's gonna get to the point where coaches and defensive coordinators are gonna see that and just um rely heavily on stopping the run. Since Zach Wilson can't really do out th- anything out there. It's just I don't know. So I do like the veteran route, but I mean, hey, Colin Kaepernick's practicing. Oh dear. Uh, I agree, but 
only to the part of like getting a veteran as the backup because you need someone to at least be there in case because I don't even know who their backup is right now. But me either. I, yeah, I couldn't even confirm who their current backup is. But uh, get Mike White back. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean. I think that's what the Cowboys defense did. They did shut down the run game and Zach Wilson had to throw and you saw what happened. So I would say sign a decent veteran backup. I don't know really who that would be, to be honest, that would perform better than Zach Wilson. So I think for now they are kind of forced to ride with him. But then again, Zach Wilson had to play a very good defense. So We'll get into his Week 3 matchup later, but we got two more games to cover for Week 2. The first one, this game was actually close, and I don't know why it was close, because at one point the Broncos had this game won, but the Broncos and Commanders, the Commanders beat the Broncos 35-33, to and a very exciting game. It really was. The Broncos started off dominating, and then the Commanders came back, so... Carlin, what do you see in these two teams right now? Yeah, Broncos country did not ride it whatsoever. Um, <laughs> that sounded a lot better in my head. Anyways, uh, Broncos had a major lead going up uh, 21 to 14 going into halftime. Uh, so, I mean, only seven points. Uh, and then you only score three in the third quarter. You get nine in the final quarter. And yeah, they basically just blew this game to the commanders. However, the Broncos did have a chance to win this game. Hail Mary. They got the Hail Mary. They somehow scored and then the two-point conversion. And then I feel like every Broncos fan was so mad about the missed DPI. But like I just said in the first part of this episode, you can't blame it on that game because the Broncos did fumble this game. Uh Wilson went 308, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Brian Robinson, 18 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns. And then Meme, how do you say that? Mims? M-I-M-S? Mims? Yeah. Marvin Mims? Marvin Mims, uh, two receptions, 113 yards, one touchdown. Broncos country just folded, man. They really did. Uh, You're struggling with Russell Wilson. Honestly, it's not looking good. You're 0-2. Sean Payton's your offense uh, your head coach, y'all got to get something going because you got how many years of Russell Wilson as your quarterback in two horrible seasons is not looking good for you guys whatsoever. And especially Sean Bain can only do so much. He can tell you how to coach, but you can't tell your players how to play on the field. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jordan, your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I'm going to know. Like the Broncos, what? Um, I don't know. Owen two Broncos. Sean Payne said he was going to turn things around. Um, they definitely, they definitely did better in this game than they probably would have done last season. But just again, blowing a lead like that. I mean, it was. It, I won. Like when the second quarter happened, it was twenty-one to three, and then they somehow let him get eleven points within the last two minutes of that second quarter. Um, it's just I don't I don't really know what happened there. Um, 
But Russell Wilson didn't look too bad out there, honestly. He might have improved since last season. Uh, But really, it just comes down to the Broncos and their team, honestly. I think honestly, I I think the Commanders sh- should have cakewalked this Broncos team, so maybe the Commanders are definitely struggling right now. But I don't know. The Broncos' playoff hopes are uh, slowly diminishing. Yeah. And honestly, Commanders, I think they might be the worst two two and team right now. They are two and zero. Surprisingly, but I think they're the worst two and O team right now. Um, yeah. So yeah. I I don't know. Uh, I yeah, I mean this Broncos team. First off, I was wrong with this pick. I had the Broncos winning. This was the last wrong pick I had. Um, because honestly, this Broncos team is kind of like the opposite of last year's team, in my opinion. Last year's team had a very good defense and a very bad offense. This year, they have a much better offense, I would say. Russell Wilson, these first two games, is a lot better than what we saw last year. Even though he did get sacked seven times this game. But he is better, technically, than what we saw last year. Because last year's Russell Wilson was god-awful. But the defense for the Broncos has not been good either. It really hasn't been. I mean... They just let the commander score 35 points. They just let Sam Howell have two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., uh, he went off on my bench in fantasy football. Uh, He had two touchdowns, but he's actually the best running back this week for week two, so shout out to him. But Sam Howell's been looking good. I I will say that. Uh, Nothing elite, but he's been looking good. But... The Broncos, I feel like they're figuring out the offense. Now they got to figure out the defense. I know Broncos fans were mad about the defensive coordinator for the Broncos, so they want him fired. Good old wanting the coordinator fired. We've been talking about that a lot. But, yeah, the Broncos got to figure it out. I never had the Broncos as a playoff team in general. I thought they would miss them. I didn't even have them going above 500 this year. But they're starting 0-2. They just got to figure out the defense a bit and staying consistent on offense, I would say. But Commanders, like Jordan said, they might be the worst 2-0 and team in the league, arguably. So there's one more game we got to cover in Week 2, and it's the other Monday Night Football game. There were two Monday Night Football games. I feel like nobody's really talking about this game because the Steelers-Browns game was much more memorable and superior at the same time. So I don't even know how much we're going to talk about this game because it was honestly kind of boring. I mean, it really was. There wasn't too much exciting about it. So I'll ask you guys for your thoughts. But the Saints beat the Panthers 20-17. to This was in Carolina. The Saints are 2-0, and the Panthers are 0-2 right now. This was Bryce Young's second game ever. So, Jordan, any thoughts on this game? Um, who did the Saints play week one? No, they the Titans. played yeah, the Titans, Titans, yeah. All right, um, so two low-key butt teams they played. Um, <laughs> the two know, but they haven't done terrible. They only beat the Panthers by three, and I'm pretty sure they only beat the Titans by one. 
Um, there might be a close second for worst 2-0 team as well. Um, but, I mean, they're not terrible. Uh, Derek Carr really didn't have a good game. 65% rating. Um, they are missing uh, Alma Kamara still. And he will definitely make that team better. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough uh, watch for the NF- NFC South to see who comes up on top. Um, but I don't know. Like you, like John said, it really wasn't an exciting game to watch. Not many, not much action, really, except for that fumble that like twenty different players were trying to recover. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't. A truly exciting game. Bryce Bryce Young didn't do terrible. Still adjusting to the NFL. Um, Miles Sanders did pretty average. And even uh, Jamal Williams, did he get injured? Yeah, oh, he, he got did, injured. Did he get injured? Ah, uh, Unknown for week three. Yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, I guess I won't comment on him. But I mean, I don't know. Pretty pretty average game, not much action that went on. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Carlin, your thoughts? So, obviously, I could not really watch any of the game because I was at the stadium. But two key things I want to say: number one, normally they go through and like break down the games that are going throughout the week. Um, when the Steelers are at halftime, they'll travel across the league and tell you who's winning the games. And I would think I would have thought for like Monday night that they would have told you who won Carolina versus the Saints, and they didn't because it wasn't a great game. Number two, uh, something that's insane is that this game ended when the Steelers were in the second quarter. Yeah, that's how long that Steelers game was. And granted, the game started. That game was an hour before, but still, to think about that, that game ended when we were still in the second quarter is incredible. Incredible. But uh yeah, absolute mid. I think I picked the Saints. Bryce Young, still a rookie, still very unproven. And that whole he's got a great offense around him. Miles Sanders, um their Hunter Hen- not Hunter Henry, who's their tight end? Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Uh great wide receivers, but yeah, just nothing really good. Like nothing's gonna come of it for a while. But yeah, shout out to the Saints. But uh, I think that does it for the week two recap. I, I gotta give my thoughts. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I got very. After you give your thoughts, I just gotta ask Carlin a question. All right, okay, all right. I'll give my thoughts quickly. Uh, I don't have too much to say because, like I said, this game wasn't as good. Uh, I'll just run through each team real quick. Bryce Young's probably. Oh, I just hit my mic right there. I apologize. Uh, Bryce Young. Uh, Probably the least interesting rookie quarterback right now. I feel like Stroud and Richardson have been more exciting. But he has a decent offense around him. Thielen is, is his top weapon. But they got to help him out a bit more. They probably, in the future, would like somebody elite. But uh, in terms of the Saints, Derek Carr had an average game, I would say. He, had, he threw a pick, no touchdowns. But uh, Tony Jones Jr. came in relief and had two rushing touchdowns. Michael Thomas, seven catches, 55 receiving yards. Is he back? I don't know. But He survived week two, too. He survived two weeks. 
which is crazy to say. But uh, the thing with the Saints, though, is their defense. The Saints, first off, have one of the easiest schedules this year, and they have a very good defense, so they're going to carry a lot of games. And that's why the Saints winning the division, too. But they, if the offense could click, they get Kamara back. I think the Saints, de- the Saints team can be decent enough and potentially win the division. So, Jordan, what do you have to ask Carlin? <laughs> uh, Carlin, you think this offense is good for the Panthers? <laughs> they have, like, you have Adam Thielen, you have Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst. You have good players. I'm not saying it's a great offense, but you have good players. I'm not. Ex- you have a rookie quarterback. Adam Thielen was still productive in Minnesota last year. Miles Sanders was part of that Super Bowl run. Hayden Hurst has been a solid tight end in Cincinnati. I'm not saying they're a fantastic offense and that they're the best one in the league and all this stuff. I'm just saying they're pretty mediocre. They're pretty good offense with a good players on paper. Let's on paper. On paper. Okay. Let's say on paper. Oh, you gave your reasonable explanation. Okay. Okay. So, okay. We are going to now transition into our week three predictions. This is going to be rapid fire. We're not going to spend too much time on each pick. Essentially, you say your reasoning quickly and we move on. So, we'll go through each game. Carlin and I have been recording our predictions. So, Jordan, I don't know if you are or not, but you can give your predictions, though, though I probably won't remember them. Uh, But Carl and I will be recording our predictions. So let's start. Thursday night football. The New York Giants travel to San Francisco to play the 49ers, arguably the best team in the NFC going against the struggling Giants. Carlin, who do you got? San Fran. I think LA's going to... Wait, hold on. Am I... I'm on week 18. Hold on. What? Whoa. Uh, San Fran, 100%. The Giants have, yeah. haven't been productive all season until that very end um, of the game last week, and they barely won. I think Daniel Jones is proving himself more and more each day. But to go into San Fran, it's not going to look good for him. First home opener for San Fran, too. Give me San Fran. Okay, Jordan. Yeah, 49ers. That's easy. Okay. I also got the 49ers. I don't think it's going to be close (laughs) one bit. I think the Giants, it's going to be a repeat of week one. Moving on, let me just make sure I got the right. Yeah. The predictions I have, I have in a different order. So I'll go off the order of ESPN here. Uh, Tennessee Titans go to Cleveland to play the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns do not have Nick Chubb anymore. So they will be relying on Deshaun Watson. Both teams are one and one right now. Jordan, who do you got? You know what? I'm gonna go Titans. I think the Titans come out with it. It's gonna be a, it's not gonna be a very pretty game to be honest. I feel like it might be low scoring, but I got Titans. Okay. I'm Are taking we? Titans too. Honestly, I know Nick Chubb is gonna hurt. Uh they're gonna have a great run. Uh got Derrick Henry, even though the Steelers couldn't get anything running, but then again, Steelers haven't got anything running in general. Um, but yeah, I expect Titans to go into Cleveland and play a pretty good game, so give me the Titans. I'm going to differ from both of you. I'm going to take Cleveland for this one. I like them different. Uh, reasoning is, one, it's in Cleveland. 
two, I do like the Browns' defense. Uh, they did very well against the Bengals and the Steelers, so I think they're going to shut down Derrick Henry like they shut down the Steelers running backs and Joe Mixon. And I think Tannehill's going to struggle again, and I think I think the Browns will do enough to win. I think this is going to be low scoring, but I'm going to take the Browns. It's going to differ from you guys. Okay, next matchup, Atlanta at Detroit. Detroit, 1-1. One one. Atlanta is 1-1 one one as well? Or yeah. are they 2-0? Oh, they're 2-0. Two 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 oh, they're 2-0. Two 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 oh, okay, Atlanta 2-0, and oh, undefeated right now. Undefeated, Can... never lost. Can they stay undefeated? Carlin, will they no. stay undefeated? No, Detroit's going to sneak out a win here. I think it's going to be a very close battle, kind of like uh, the Seattle game, but I think Detroit's going to be the better team here, so give me Detroit. Okay, Jordan? No, give me ATL. I want Atlanta, baby. Um, I feel like after their struggle against the Seahawks, um, I think... I honestly think Bijan's going to run all over them and make them look like fools. And, I mean, Desmond Ritter's not terrible, um, but I think I think they're just going to run all over them, and they're really not going to have as many answers for, for Bijan. And, I mean, the Falcons aren't a terrible team. They're, they're getting back into it, so I'm taking the Falcons. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Carlin on this one. I think this is going to be close. I think I could easily be wrong with this. I think Atlanta easily could win this game, but I'm going to take Detroit. I think they'll be able to do just enough. I will call it. I think this might be the Jameer Gibbs breakout game. He will be the starter most likely. So expect a potential breakout game from him, but this is going to be a close game. I think this will be an exciting game, but I'll take Detroit. So Moving on, New Orleans Saints 2-0, traveling to Green Bay to face Jordan Love, who hopefully Jordan Love will have more of his weapons back in the likes of Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. But the Saints' defense is very good. So, Jordan, who do you got? You know what? Give me the Packers, baby. Give me Green Bay. I want, I want to see the dogs win. Um, I just... Saints are... A but two and O team, they've kept it close the past two games, uh, and I think I think Jordan Love will pull it out. Even though Aaron Jones might not be playing as well as Christian Watkins, but I still I still think they figure it out and they beat the Saints. Okay. If Watkins and Jones play, it's going to be Green Bay. But I'm going to take the upside. I'm going to take the Saints. But I could honestly see Green Bay winning this game. Yeah. Um. First off, Watson, not Watkins. But I thought um, it was Watson. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm gonna take the Saints too, just because of the defense. I think this could be a low-scoring game. I think they're gonna make it tough on Jordan Love, and I think the Saints are gonna sneak out with a win. Uh, expect a game, a big game from Chris Olave potentially. But this is another one I could go either way. So. And- not to cut you off, yeah, we have to remember see. the only game Jordan um, Love moving has. Moving on, uh, I'm, I, was talking, you... I was talking. I thought it was sorry. Um, we have to remember the only good game Jordan Love has like really, really had where he's won is against the Bears. The True, horrible Bears defense. So he hasn't really been proven yet, and I think the Saints uh, team will prove it. But yeah, sorry. I to You're say good. That. You're good. Uh, moving on now. Uh, Denver Broncos, zero two. 
going to Miami, 2-0. Two is on fire. Tyree Kill's doing well. Uh, Carlin, who do you got? Uh, two all day, baby. I think these Dolphins are going to go 3-0, and they might honestly win the division, but they got to play Buffalo first, so we'll see what happens. That's going to be Miami. Okay, Jordan. Jordan. With that reaction, yeah. are you going to take Denver Broncos? No, 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 no. I, just, I give the reaction. <laughs> I give, I give the reaction when uh when you said they were going to win the division. We we ain't win that slide. But uh, no, it's Miami. They're they're going to beat the Broncos. I would like to see the Broncos beat Miami, but it's not going to happen. Um, give me two. Uh, I think I think Tyreek Hill is going to fly all over them. Well, is Jalen Waddle? Wait, is Waddle out? I, he's in protocol right now. Oh, but protocol. I, I would say, I would say he might play. So yeah, him. I don't know, but yeah, I still still have the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Dolphins too. I do like their defense. I think it's improving, and I just don't think the Denver defense will stop Tua and the Dolphins. So I got the Dolphins. Next matchup. Los Angeles Chargers 0-2 versus the Vikings 0-2 as well. The battle of the 0-2 teams. This game could go either way, honestly. Both offenses look very good, but the defenses are all very shaky. So this is honestly a coin flip. But Jordan, who do you got? Give me my give me my Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Um I don't think Eckler is coming back, which is sad. I don't. I don't think he's gonna make it back for week three, though. Even though people think he will, uh, but I still, I still got my Vikings. Uh, I just, I don't know. The, I, I feel like it will probably be a high-scoring game, and it might be a battle to the fourth quarter. But I see the Vikings coming out with a win. Okay. Uh, I do want to say I hope Eckler plays because he Me is too. on my fantasy team. So, uh, Carlin. Who do you got? You know, honestly, looking at this, someone's going 0-3, or some, or they could both honestly go 0-2-1, but I don't think that's happening. Uh, Vikings are coming off a mini-bye week, playing Thursday night football. Uh, Chargers are not trying to go into. Vikings are not trying to go into, but I think the Vikings are going to pull away with this. I don't think the Vikings are going to start 0-2, and, uh, and I think the Chargers are going to have a lot of questions that are going to be answered. So give me the Vikings. Sorry, 0-3, 0-3, my bad. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings too, uh, wow. primarily because I think Jefferson and Kirk Cousins will come up clutch. And uh, I think this will start the call for Brandon Staley to be fired legitimately if the Chargers get 0-3. Honestly, though, this game could go either way, but I'm going to take the Vikings. New England Patriots versus the New York Jets. Uh, this game is in New York. I'm going to let you start, Jordan, with this one. Uh, who do you got winning? Man, come on. You already know. Patriots, man, stop <laughs> playing with me. The Jets are not it. They are so dookie. I swear, if we somehow lose this game, I'm done. I'm done. There is no way that we lose to Zach Wilson, bro. Not not a shot. Not a shot, all right? You know, Tired if they lose, I'm going to make that at TikTok. <laughs> I don't Just care, saying. bro. I don't care. I'm done. I am Pages, you give my Patriots. I think we shine, baby. I think we shine. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think our defense is pretty, pretty good. I think we'll shut them down. Um, unless the Jets decide to flip their game plan around and start actually running the ball, but I, I still think we shut them down and we get that job done. Okay, Carlin. 
Give me the new England Patriots. I'm taking the Pats to win this game. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, though. Zach Wilson's absolute dog water. Um, it's two great defenses going against each other. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah, uh, Jets have a great defense. Patriots have a great defense. Uh, Patriots don't really have a good offense. Then again, they did put up a couple good points against Miami. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, without Aaron Rodgers, New England all day. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots too. I think the one thing that could hurt the Patriots is their run defense because you just saw what Raheem Mostert did to them. So if Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook could go off, the Jets have a chance. But if the game is in the hands of Zach Wilson, forget about it. I'm taking the Patriots though. I like their offense enough to beat the Jets. So I got the Patriots winning this. Uh, We're going to make them see ghosts out there. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, uh, probably. Probably. Uh, next matchup, Baltimore – not Baltimore. Oh, my God. Buffalo Bills uh, traveling to Washington to play the Commanders. Buffalo is 1-1. One and one. The Commanders are 2-0. and oh. So, will the Commanders say 2-0? and oh? Carlin, will they? Honestly, probably not. But if Josh Allen plays like he played on Monday night two weeks ago – he really could. Um, going to FedEx, the crappiest stadium in the NFL. But on paper, the Bills have a much better team. I kind of agree with Jordan with this statement that the Commanders are probably the worst 2-0 team in the league. So give me Buffalo. Okay. Jordan? I'm going to take the Bills. But I think this could be a much closer game than people realize. Um, I look you think Chase Young is going to come out swinging. I think he's going to get a couple of good sacks on Josh Allen or Ralph Mopoto. I think it might be a closer game than people realize, but the Bills are, at the end, going to take it out. I like it. I like it. I'm going to take the Bills, too. Um, I think the Commander's defense is actually very underrated, at least their D-line. I think they're going to make it tough on Josh Allen, so I don't think this is going to be as big of a blowout as it was against the Raiders. So I'm going to take the Bills, though. I think... The Bills' offense will do enough. But moving on, Houston Texans going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Houston 0-2, Jacksonville 1-1. Can Jacksonville get back in the win column? Uh, Jordan, who do you got? Uh, you know, give me the Jags. Um, Texans, poverty team, poverty franchise, all that good stuff. I don't know what they're doing with Damian Pierce. I don't know. I don't even know what Damian Pierce is doing with himself. But I think the Jags come out on top. I mean, CJ Stott might do good. He hasn't been bad the past two weeks. But I just, I just see the Jags winning. Okay, Carl. Um, sorry. Uh, give me Jacksonville. Uh, better team. Then again, they play like crap against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs do not have a good defense. But I have a feeling they're going to be looking for revenge, and Texas is going to be right in their way. So give me uh, the Jags. I will take Jacksonville, but I will say this. Um, the fantasy app has been warning me about starting Trevor Lawrence against Houston because last season, Trevor Lawrence did not play well against the Texans in both games. So there is a chance this could be a low-scoring game. And Trevor Lawrence will struggle. But if Trevor Lawrence does struggle, I think Jacksonville could win it in the run game. So I am going to take Jacksonville, but 
don't be surprised if there is no blowout, I would say. Moving on, we got five left. Uh, Indianapolis Colts may not be without Anthony Richardson. We do not know yet. They are traveling to Baltimore to play the 2-0 Ravens, who are kind of on fire right now in a way. Two convincing-ish victories for the Ravens. So, Carlin, do you see the Ravens going 3-0? I sadly do. Um, I think this Ravens team is really, really good. But if Richardson plays, I think Indy could be really in this game. You don't have Jonathan Taylor, but I feel like it's one of those games Baltimore should easily win. And then you look at last week's game against the Bengals, and the Bengals don't really have a great offense right now, and they let and the Bengals almost won that game. So I have a feeling Indy will be contending in this game, but I think Baltimore is going to sneak away with the dub. Okay, Jordan. The Ravens win if Richardson doesn't play. If Richardson is out there for the whole four quarters this time in an actual game, because he has not played a full game yet, because Buddy just likes to throw himself out there. If he plays a full four quarters in that game, I think the Colts come out top. If not, the Ravens are winning. Okay, so your prediction depends on Richardson. Yep. I like it. Reminds me of my Chiefs pick from last week. But, uh, yeah, last week you weren't on the first half. I said if Kelsey and Jones play, I changed my pick to the Chiefs. So that ended up happening. But I'm taking the Ravens, too. Um, even if Richardson does play, I do like the Ravens' defense. And it is, it is in Baltimore as well. So Lamar Jackson had a nice bounce-back game. So I'm taking the Ravens here. Uh, Carolina. Versus Seattle, a game where I don't think many people will be watching. I don't think this could be as exciting of a game. It might be, but we have to predict it anyway. So, Jordan, who do you got between Carolina and Seattle? I got the Seahawks. Um, uh, I don't really know. I think Bryce Young is going to continue to struggle. And that's, that's just really it. It comes down to how well Bryce Young performs in that game. Uh, yeah, that's really about it. I think the Seahawks come out on top. Okay, Carl. Uh, through Seattle. Yeah, I see all the way. Uh, they're, they had a great game against Detroit last week. Um, Geno Smith finally played a great game. DK hopefully will not be too bad after that injury, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, give me Seattle. I will take Seattle as well. Uh, keep it short. I think the offense can do enough. Though I do like Carolina's defense, but I do think Bryce Young will struggle too much. So I will take Seattle. By the way, I lied when I said five games left. I was not looking at the Monday night games. There are two of them. So yeah. now we have five games left. So my bad. Uh, this game should be easy to predict. Chicago Bears 0-2 going to the Chiefs 1-1. and uh, Can Justin Fields... Uh, finally finds groove. Jordan, you missed it in the first half. We kind of ranted on Fields in that offense. So I'll let you pick first, Jordan. Uh, do you think Fields can get back on track here against the Chiefs? No. He's benched on fantasy. He's done. <laughs> He's never seen the starting <laughs> roster again. L. Justin Fields. L. Bears organization. They're so poverty. They're, they're, they're in for another 20 years of getting owned by the Packers. They're so done. Um, Chiefs take it. There's, I yeah. Chiefs are winning. Okay, Carlin. 
Um, do you want to make your pick? Because I'm trying to look at something real quick. But it's going to be the Chiefs. Make your pick real quick. Okay. Uh, I got the Chiefs too. Uh, I don't think the Bears will do that much. I'm not going to lie. I think Fields will continue to struggle. So easy pick here. Pick the Chiefs. Uh, I kind of lagged it out. Did you have something you had to say? Me? Yeah. Yeah. So the Chiefs are only favored by 12 and a half right now. Um, that is the highest spread this week, excluding the Dallas game. Um, I think Kansas City is going to blow that out of the water. I literally think Patrick Mahomes is going to shut down. Actually, no. Let me rephrase all this. Will they cover? Most likely. Do I think Kansas City is going to struggle for some odd reason? I truly think they do. They haven't been looking good, and we're not worrying because, like I said, they have this every year where they go one and two or two and one, and everyone worries, but that's not this year. Um, But, yeah, give me Kansas City to win. Okay, speaking of the Cowboys, you mentioned them already. Uh, Dallas going to Arizona, a 2-0 team versus 0-2 team. Uh, Carlin. Do you think Arizona can pull off an upset? Um, no, no way, Jose. It's going to be another forty to nothing blowout. Uh, nothing really good. Arizona's just mad, uh, bad, and they played against the Giants and the Commanders. So give me the Cowboys to teach them a lesson. Okay, Jordan. Nah, man, it's it's Cowboys all day. It's them boys. It's them boys. Um, yeah, Cardinals. Honestly, they they might be lucky if they get like two touchdowns this game. <laughs> uh, I just don't see it happening really. Um, Cowboys just gonna smoke them out. Yeah, uh, Cowboys defense top three. They're gonna make it tough. Like Jordan said, I'd be shocked if Arizona even gets one touchdown. I bet they get maybe like one lucky one or so. But give me the Cowboys. Sunday night football. Uh, this is a rematch from Christmas Eve of last year. Dan and I froze our butts off at that game. It was like negative degrees something. I don't know. But this is the rematch. It is in Las Vegas this time. Steelers, Raiders. Uh, both teams are 1-1. One and one. So, Jordan, who do you got in this Sunday night football game? Steelers are going to come out top. It's going to be uh, another rough game for them, I feel. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be another sweat game for Steeler fans. Uh, but they'll come up top against the Raiders. Simple as that. Okay, Carl. Give me the Steelers. I think the offense is going to struggle once again. Surprise, surprise. Um, but if this defense played like they did on Monday night, they have a really good shot, especially uh, with Jimmy G in the quarterback and getting and sacking him. Uh, the only issue is... Uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs had negative one yards on Sunday, and um, I don't think that's going to happen, especially because the Steelers suck against the run. And if I truly believe and Nick Chubb ne- never got injured, the Browns would have won that game. But yeah, give me the Steelers. Okay, I'm gonna take the Steelers. I am two and zero right now in Sunday Night Football predictions. I have not gone one prediction wrong yet. I'm pretty sure you are the same, Carlin, but. I'm going to take it to Steelers. Um, I primarily look at last year's game. The Raiders have a very similar team, and the Steelers won that game. So I think they'll be able to contain Jacobs enough, and I think the Steelers will find a way. So give me the Steelers. Monday Night Football, two games. 
that we will real quickly predict because we are getting to the pretty long point. Not two hours yet, but we are getting close. Um, Eagles, Buccaneers, uh, Tampa Bay, 2-0 and right now. Very good start for the Buccaneers, but can they beat the Eagles, Carlin? Can they beat the Eagles? No, but I think Baker's going to have another great game. Um, give me the Eagles. Philly's going to hopefully dominate. Uh, Jalen Hurts better step up from last week because he did not look too good. They only were in that game because of the running game and Avante Smith, but give me the Eagles. Okay, Jordan. Who's Smith? Devontae Smith. He's right. He's talking about. Oh. Philly. Uh, oh, thought Devontae Smith. My fault, my fault. I thought my fault. Man. My <laughs> no, fault no, no, like, Devontae. My you're good. You're good. My fault, my fault. I always said Swift. I was so confused. All right, all right, all right. You know what? Give me the Buccaneers. I love good. it. I love it. They're, it's at home in Tampa. Give me the Buccaneers. I bet, I bet you Baker is fired up right now. All right, that team's been swimming. They they they've shocked me honestly. I thought they would have started like zero and two, but they have shocked me. I I just think they can actually do it. I don't think the Eagles, um, have honestly had who they play last week, the Vikings. Vikings. Okay, and it was a pretty close game. But the Vikings are also a good team other than the record, and they kept it close to the Patriots week one. Um. I think I think the Buccaneers will actually take it off this time. I think they actually have the chance to beat them. That's my upset. That's my upset of the week. I like it. I like the upset. Um, I think this is a very possible upset. I'm not going to pick it though. I'm going to pick the Eagles, but I do think uh, Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers definitely have a chance to win this game. Do not be surprised if they do. This is one where I think Carlin and I could easily be wrong on. So I'm going to take the Eagles though. Because I think they will find a way. Uh, last minute night football game. Last game we are predicting for a wrap up the episode. Uh, Rams versus Bengals. Um, Rams are actually looking pretty good. They're not looking as bad as we thought they would be. But they do play the Bengals. The Bengals are 0-2 right now. They are looking for a bounce back game. Will that bounce back game be against the Rams? Jordan, who do you got? That ain't going to be against the Rams. Rams are taking it. I think Burrow is going to continue to struggle. Um, I put him on the bench. He's not going to see the light of day until he proves something. (laughs) Um, But I think think the Rams – I think the Rams win on this one. Uh, They've been really thriving, and they really have – they have kind of a complete offense. Like, it's – I mean, I don't know about playoffs, but on the way they're heading right now, they they could be in the playoffs. But they're they're pretty complete, honestly. Stafford is a veteran, of course, but then you have a solid run game through Kyron, and then you have solid wide receivers, even when Cooper Cup is out. So I think I think they come through this game because I just the Bengals have been awfully struggling. Okay, Carlin. Okay, I was kind of mad at Jordan's pick at first, but hmm, I'm going to ride with him. I'm going to switch last second. Give me L.A. Oh. I think the Bengals are going to go in three. Uh, Aaron Donald is down there. Uh, Matt Stafford, that rookie's going off. I don't know when Cup's returning. <laughs> John. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> did you see what he did? 
Yeah, I saw it. Okay, anyways, um, yeah, but I think the Rams are going to play really great. Uh, Joe Burrow is hopefully going to play a lot better. I hope I'm wrong, but I have a feeling I'm not going to be. Give me Los Angeles to win this game. Okay, I have a, a – I, my pick obviously depends on something. It could change depending on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is currently questionable right now with – Okay, um, they are dancing right now. Jordan and Carlin are dancing, so I'm not going to look at them. Uh, Joe Burrow is questionable right now with a calf injury. If Joe Burrow does not play, I'm taking the Rams. If Joe Burrow does play, I'm taking the Bengals. I think it's going to be close, but I think they have to get out of this hump sooner than later. If they go 0-3, that would just be too surprising, and I would have legit concerns about the Bengals. But... I will take them, but if Joe Burrow does not play, though, I am switching my pick to the Rams because that is right now a possibility that Joe Burrow doesn't play. So that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We're nearing the hour mark in the second half of this episode, so I'm going to wrap this up right now so we can be done. But thank you all for listening uh, to week two of This Week in the NFL, uh, week two edition. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for Thursday's episode. It will be our fantasy football week two analysis. And then on Friday, our college football week four preview will release. And there might be an OG member on that episode. Won't confirm it, but we will see. Uh, Stay tuned. I won't say much more. But make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. We already gave you the the spiel earlier in the episode so i won't say much more on it now so make sure you follow those four social medias we are posting on all of them you can find the links for those and all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio if you're on apple Podcasts or overcast go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there other than that carlin jordan it's been fun talking football with you all i'm john didera have a great day everyone and see you next time on inside the dome